Hello, and welcome to a special episode of the Franchise Canada Chats podcast. On this episode, guest host Kyle Damji from the CFA will be speaking to Carolyn Genet from Days In and Sylvie Levesque of Paul Davis Restoration, winners of this year's Franchisee of the Year Award. During the episode, Janae and Levesque reflect on their journey as franchisees and the work that eventually led them to becoming the recipients of this year's awards. The franchisees later examine what sets their brands apart from competitors and offer valuable advice to entrepreneurs interested in the franchising industry. Stay tuned for tips and advice from some of the brightest minds in the industry. Hi everyone, my name is Kyle and I'm your host for this special episode of the Franchise Canada Chats podcast. I'm here with Franchisee of the Year gold winners, Carolyn Janay of Days in by Windham and Sylvie Levesque of Paul Davis Restoration. We have an exciting conversation ahead. So without further ado, I want to begin by asking you, Carolyn, about the concept behind your franchise, Days in by Windham. Yeah, for sure. So of course, we're in the hospitality industry. And so we'd love to provide outstanding accommodations to people um, and just kind of But the thing that we like to do the most is kind of focus on surprising and delighting our guests. So it's like we focus on the little things, especially from the user experience. So whether that be from technology um, or even like text messaging services that we have at the front desk, we just like to do little things that make that user experience that much better. So, yeah. Absolutely. So how did you know you wanted to be a franchisee? Can you tell me a little bit about that background and journey? Yeah. So, um, the company that um, I'm, I'm one of the owners of a company called D3H Hotels. And D3H is actually a management company that manages and um, operates multiple hotels across Saskatchewan and Alberta. Um, so originally, the company was actually started, and this is our 25th year celebration on November 3rd, which is really exciting. Um, but yeah, originally, this company was started by three men named Don. And it sounds like a bad joke, an architect, an accountant, and a hotelier walk into a bar, right? But that's really, in essence, what happened. <laughs> and so one of the Dons, which was the accountant, was actually my father. So um, it was kind of cool that from day one, I was able to just kind of be mentored by him um, and really immersed into this world of hotels. So originally, I think when they were looking for a franchise, what they were looking for is something that didn't exist in the market. Um, and some uh, franchise that was really young, and we were able to kind of be a part of that and be part of the growth of that. And so Days In became a natural fit. And when we met the people there, they were just phenomenal and just really valued what we had to say. Um, so it seemed like a really good synergist partnership. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds like an amazing story. And congrats on the 25 years coming up in November. That's huge. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I see we're, we're joined here by Sylvie. Why don't you tell us, uh, the listeners, about the concept behind your franchise, Paul Davis Restoration? Um, we were building on a culture of wanting to help people uh, in their time of need. So uh, people who have damages regarding, you know, their homes, water, sewer, you know, uh, any kind of weather related events to their homes. And uh, we also build that with the right team of people that fit into the culture that we've built in, in our office. And uh, what was your franchisee journey like? What made you want to become one and, and what was the steps in, in doing so? 
Well, I didn't know what I want. I, I didn't know that I wanted to become a franchisee. If I'm honest, I'd been part of the business for about 11 years as an employee. And prior to that, I was a client. Um, but, you know, after 11 years of being in the industry, the opportunity came knocking at my door and I decided to look was on the other side. That's awesome. Yeah. And here you are. Uh, how many years later now? <laughs> Three years, uh, just this past week. <laughs> oh, awesome. Congratulations. Three years going strong. Um, so I'm going to throw it over to you, Carolyn. Um, what challenges did you face as a franchisee early on and, and how did you overcome these challenges? Yeah, so um, there was no days in that was in the province of Saskatchewan at all when we built our first hotel. So I remember a funny story when I was placing one of the first orders for the hotel to be open. I called the supplier and I said, she said, who do I make the purchase order out to? And I said, "Um, to days in Regina. And she goes, how do you spell that D-A-Z-E? And I realized brand awareness is going to be one of the top things that we really need to get immersed in. However, Dazen was um, really well known in the U.S., you know, and so it was just starting to come into Canada. So that brand recognition, um, it really helped, though, having a franchise because their messaging was very strong. The recognition of the logo was very strong and they just had really good um, standards in place. So it was really easy to follow through with that when we're educating the public. So that that was kind of one of the challenges that we faced early on in our in our journey. <laughs> I can imagine, especially when they spell it wrong off the top, you're, you're probably like, okay, we have we have work to do. We have work to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how about you, Sylvia? What did those challenges, if any, look like early on? And how did you go about uh, overcoming them? Uh, one of the bigger challenge for me was actually moving from being a peer to moving into a leadership position and making the right decisions for the company. I, my role was somewhat of a leadership role, but I never had that final say. So that for me was a big challenge, you know, to, to get that, um, that certainty, you know, and be confident in making those decisions. And I have to say that another huge uh, challenge for me was COVID being that it was all unknown. We were all learning on how to deal with it. And being that I was a new franchisee with only about six months of having my feet a little bit wet, I was thrown pretty deep in the ocean at that particular point and, you know, had to figure out how to navigate from there. Absolutely. I think that's a, that's a big challenge uh, regardless of industry and, and, and where you work, but especially as a, a newfound uh, franchise owner, I can only imagine the the challenges that came with that. Um, how did you adapt to those COVID-19 specific challenges? And have you kept any of those uh, systems in place today? Yes, absolutely. Um, dealing with COVID is somewhat what we deal with on a regular basis with viruses and bacteria. I mean, you walk into a sewer backup, you're bound to be wearing your PPE, you know, you know how to don and doff, you know how to use disinfectant. So it was just adding different products and learning how to use those, making sure that our staff was extra careful, that our clients were being taken, you know, that little extra step to make sure that uh, things were, making sure that we're going that extra step to make sure that everybody stayed safe. Absolutely. And that's a great way to go about it. Um, Carolyn, what, what did that look like for you in the hospitality industry over there? 
Oh my gosh, it was terrible. No, I mean, as you guys know, um, the government was preaching don't travel, right? So we really had to pivot quickly and figure out, okay, how are we going to keep ourselves relevant during this time when essential travel is being preached across the country? So I think the thing that we focused on was really um, our values and really getting that out into the communities. Um, and some of the things that we did was, of course, we supported our communities like through essential travel the best that we could. So we were giving healthcare workers. We actually had a pharmacist that stayed with us because his father who he was living with was immunocompromised. And so he actually stayed with us almost the entire time because he didn't want to put his dad in a tough situation working in healthcare. Um, we also had our local Ronald McDonald house actually um, shut down due to COVID, but there was still families that needed treatment. Um, so we were actually subsidizing their stays at the hotel through our foundation that we created. Um, and I just remember one family coming in and they had found a heart for this little guy and he was getting a heart replacement and you cannot wait. You have to have it done at that time. So um, that was really nice that we could really support our community during that time. Of course, truckers were, that was a huge thing. And um, just having them to get a stay or actually just have a shower, that was a huge thing for them. Um and then we just kind of implemented some cool things throughout because everybody was in that uncertain time period. So being able to partner with other hospitality or service related businesses in our local communities, it was just such a breath of fresh air to have that partnership and that camaraderie that we could build together. And so we created um, Explore Pass, which was kind of a program where people could explore locally, but do it safely. And uh, maybe at like a little bit of a savings, but just some local hotspots. And so it was kind of cool. I don't know if you guys remember, but people were wondering what's open and where can I go? And, you know, they had seniors times when you go in and get prescriptions, you know. So being able to provide all of that information for what's open, we created a website that kind of helped with that as well. So it, it was just such a almost daily pivoting of, you know, the government's made an announcement. Now we have to pivot and change and do something different. So um, it's been a struggle, but I'm proud to say that all of our hotels remained open during COVID. Um, and I felt like us as a group were very much a, a leader in the industry alongside the franchise, just kind of working together um, to help us keep open and stay safe. I think that's a, a big accomplishment to have stayed open and um, just being able to adapt as things change. It seemed like every minute of, of every day for both of your franchises and keep going in a as safe as possible manner for sure. Um, but uh, fast forward two years, uh, what does a day in the life look like for you today? And we'll start with, with you, Carolyn. All right. Well, um, our industry came back much faster than anticipated. <laughs> and so in spring, all of a sudden, things just start, started opening up like crazy. And travelers, it seemed like within the first week that essential travel was no longer, they started coming back in droves. So um, of, of course, I think across the country, labor shortage has been, a, you know, kind of a challenge, um, but it has been such a refreshing experience to be busy again and to be back to uh, somewhat normal, you know, heading into fall, 
we'll kind of see what happens, but businesses are traveling, leisure is traveling, guests are like super excited to be out and about and doing things. We've got teams and groups coming in. So it's just, it's just fun to be able to provide that hospitality because that's what our staff and we do the best is that service level. And when there's no one to help to service, <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of been a quiet time. So I think it's just been a fun roller coaster ride this summer. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah. It's, uh, it's exciting to be back, I guess you could say. Uh, so I'm going to throw it over to you, Sylvie. Uh, what does a day in the life look like for you today? So how long is this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're rolling. <laughs> um, it's basically whatever the day throws at me. The office is open from eight to five, but we are a 24 seven service provider. So there are those emergency calls that we get evenings, weekends, um, you know, water damage will not wait for eight o'clock the next day. So we're always, you know, juggling and making sure that we can take care of our clients the quickest possible and get them, you know, first of all, to be in a safe environment where there is no possibility of infection or contamination. And then once that's stabilized, and then we can move ahead and the urgency is, uh, is passed on to uh, the project manager for the next morning. But it is uh, a day that it's never the same. So whatever emails come in, whatever files get on my desk is what I tackle that day. I can imagine. And, and this is a bit of a sidetrack, but what's a what's one of the, I guess, craziest calls you've gotten like from a from a customer where you you have to just kind of go in and solve an emergency? Oh, we've had so many different calls. We deal with trauma, we deal with mold, asbestos, you know, water, fire, uh, sore backups. We've had hail damages the size of golf balls, but I want to say the weirdest one is probably a bat infestation in a house. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> <laughs> you guys doing the dirty work so all of us can enjoy uh, bat-free houses? That's very respectable. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, my my next question, um, I want to ask about uh, what you both enjoy about your respective brands and and their missions and goals so i'll uh, i'll start with you sylvie and and what, what do you enjoy most about the paul davis restoration brand i would have to say that it's the network of everybody at corporate and everybody as the franchisees it's just those friendships and knowing that you've got people that you can pull on anytime, day or night, that have most likely experienced what you're experiencing, have had the calls that you've had. There's always somebody somewhere that can lend a hand or that will be an ear to listen, that will be a sounding board. So I want to say that's probably what I enjoy the most about being part of the Paul Davis Network. For sure. Uh, I'll throw it over to you, Carolyn. What do you enjoy most about uh, Days and by Windham as a brand? Yeah, I'd say the same thing. It's the people. They've gone through those experiences. They've gone through that. And, you know, um, they really embody, embody the hospitality or service in helping us, you know, and then we can translate into our business. Um, but I think especially during the pandemic, it was a synergistic relationship. And so it was funny because, whatever information we had, we relay off to them and then they would do the same, you know, and um, they were kind of asking us during the pandemic, what, what are you guys doing? You know, like, what do you think about this? 
or how do you interpret this even, you know? And so I just love that ability that we can work off of each other back and forth. Um, And the other thing that I love about them is that they're always growing. They're always wanting to know what's working. And so um, we are very often test um, hotels for pilot projects that they might have that are up and coming. So I love being part of that. My, I'm a dreamer. I love the growth um, part and aspect of the franchise. And they just seem to always be constantly changing and evolving based on the customer expectations. So. That's awesome. Beyond the growth, it seems that uh, the sense of community and, and network for both of your brands is, is very integral. The people are really what uh, help make it special and, and worthwhile, which is which is great to hear. Um, we're going to take a little bit of a, a shift. As you know, you guys are both gold winners. So, you know, I'll give you your accolades here. Congratulations. That's awesome. Um, so I want to ask you, how has winning franchisee of the year honors changed your experience, your perspective or anything like that? And we'll start with Sylvie. I have to say that um, the awards, they've allowed the people in my community to see the recognition that's coming from across Canada in different representations, not just from Paul Davis, but from a professional brand uh, that's given out by the CFA. So it's just given me more, not necessarily accolades, but being seen maybe more as a professional company and not just a construction company like we were seeing in the past few years. And it's also a great validation for my team and their hard work and just encouraging them to keep going and keep pushing, you know, when they do get to those jobs that aren't necessarily, you know, the most fun or, you know, it's just being that, having that validation, having that team spirit and knowing that we're doing good work and we're being appreciated, not just by our clients, but also in the industry. Yeah, man, the last two and a half years was a tough one, right? And to receive this award uh, when we just needed that little boost to turn the corner and then things started getting better. But um, there were very long days and long nights and it was an extremely emotional and difficult time. I, I have never... Since I've worked here for 25 years, since day one, I have never experienced a hotel sitting at 0%, and I did during the pandemic. That was eye-opening, and that was a very scary position to be in with the unknown. As Sylvie mentioned, you just don't know what's going to happen and what comes day to day. But to receive this and have the validation, and not only that, but just to be nominated by Days in Canada, who has over 100 franchisees that they can choose from, um, you know, I felt very honored that we were recognized as being a, a thoughtful leader during that time. And then to win it was just kind of icing on the cake. We were just pretty, <laughs> we were all very excited. And it also gave us something to celebrate together. We needed something positive to keep us moving along. And that was just such an, uh, you know, icing on the cake, as I said. So it's very appreciative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you guys should both be very proud. Uh, it seems to me, and I'm sure it's uh, it's true, you guys are experts in your field, very hardworking, and you both deserve uh, this accolade along with your team. So a, a big congratulations from the CFA team for that. Um, what advice would you give to others considering a buying or owning, operating a franchise uh, with your brands? So Carolyn, uh, 
what would you tell somebody looking to uh, own a Days In franchise? Well, I, I think one of the first things is I, I recognize there's a lot of those single owner operators who maybe have never run a hotel before. And the marketplace 25 years ago was so different than it is today. There's a lot more competition um, and a lot of people coming into the industry thinking, oh, it's easy to run this. Or, you know, um, I think that the necessity for a franchise is that much higher at this point in the hotel industry, for sure, um, just because you have those turnkey tools to be able to rely off of and then just some support as you're moving along. Um, it can be a little bit cutthroat in some of the um, locations that we're in right now based on how many rooms there are, especially during the pandemic when you had only a, group, a small group to choose from. But I think just having that um, knowledge base right off the hop and that support system in place is super key. Um, I would ask questions. I would talk to other franchisees, read articles, do whatever research you need to. But really, you're going to learn what the franchise is like from other franchisees once you talk to them. So that would be my biggest piece of advice is do your research. <laughs> so that knowledge, having that knowledge and understanding your, your market. How about yourself, Sylvie? What would you tell someone looking to own a Paul Davis restoration franchise? Well, Carolyn hit it right on right on the head for any franchise system, in my opinion. Um, but what I would say is, you know, in regards to my experience into becoming a franchisee is just go for it. Um, it's a great network. We've got a lot of support. It's a great team. Um, you get great results because you have those people standing around you that can help you and they can lead you. And you develop great friendships through all of this as well. So being part of a network, being part of a system of a franchise is, like Carolyn said, those single owner operators will have more of a difficult time than being part of a network that has all of these tools available. So make, make the most out of your network and really grow and understand it. Absolutely. For sure. We're nearing the end of, of the podcast. We have a few more questions uh, for you both. And, and thank you for sharing your, your insights and expertise and experience so far. Uh, this one's kind of a fun one. Um, how do you see the future of franchising at large? And, and how do you see the future of your franchise? Whether you want that to be a year from now, three years, five years, I'll leave that to you. Uh, Sylvie, what do you think? I see continuous growth and success with the support that we have through the network. Um, and my office has been a mentorship office for the past year and a half. So I see us continuing to be one of those mentorship office to help, you know, onboard new franchisees coming on that might have questions or concerns or might want to, to just have an interview with me and see, you know, how things go uh, a little bit like Karen was saying, when you first look into a franchise, speaking with a franchisee is the best way. To, to really know what the franchise is like. So I want to keep being one of those mentorship office and help guide people to make the best decision for them. I love it. Awesome. Uh, how about you, Carolyn? Yeah. So um, 25 years ago, we talked with a guy named Erwin Prince at Days in Canada. And he's the one that kind of like that relationship there just solidified our 
fra- which franchise we wanted to head to. So I gave him a call this morning and I said, Erwin, tell me what's going on. Like, tell me what the future of DayZ looks like. <laughs> so, you know, and, and having that great relationship and I can just pick up the phone and ask him. So he was talking about, um, they're definitely looking at guest con- connectivity and technology, focusing still on clean and comfortable accommodations, but also environmentally sustainable um, options as well. And so um, I'm part of the Franchise Advisory Committee as well for days, or for Canada, for Days In. And we're going to be meeting in the fall here just to talk about some of those new initiatives and kind of see what's working, what's not. And again, from a customer perspective, but it's ever changing. So um, I'm proud to be part of the Days In franchise. There's over 100 of them across Canada now. And for us to be the first ones in Saskatchewan was kind of cool, but um, just looking forward to that continued partnership with them for sure. Yeah, well, I, I will say that I think uh, my colleagues and I on this call can agree that uh, the future of franchising is is in good hands with you both. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so to, to close things off, I, I figured we ended on a, a little bit of a fun note. You guys are both uh, hardworking women at your craft. What do you listen to? What's one of the songs on your Spotify, Apple Music playlist that just gets you gets you through a long day? You know, uh, Carolyn, well, what are you listening to? Okay, so I actually sing at my church. (laughs) So um, Christian singers, I love Stephanie Gretzinger right now, Come Out of Hiding. Um, I think it's just a super powerful um, song. And I won't get into it, but if you listen to it, it's just just like the perfect melody, perfect. I, I don't know. I just really love the simplicity of it. So that's what I'm listening to right now. <laughs> Very cool. I got to check it out. How about you, Sylvie? What's on your your playlist these days? Well, again, as Carolyn said, I, I am um, a Christian. I love Christian music. And Mendisa is probably one of my favorite artists. And her song, Overcomer, totally describes a lot of the things that I've gone through in the last three years. And it's just so encouraging, especially on those days that you feel that you can't take another step forward. You just, you know, it's just got that energy and that drive to move you forward and just say, you know, you can overcome this, keep going. Oh, I love that message. You have to send me that as well. I'd love to to hear both of these songs. Well, uh, Carolyn and Sylvie, thank you very, very much for sharing your time uh, and knowledge with us today and the Franchise Canada Chats podcast. Once again, congratulations on winning the Franchisee of the Year Gold Awards from the CFA. Um, And if you have any questions for me, feel free to shoot. Otherwise, uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you both today. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Thank you for having us on. Thanks for listening to the Franchise Canada Chats podcast. For more resources and articles, expert advice, and franchise opportunities, visit FranchiseCanada.online. Don't forget to subscribe to Franchise Canada e-news while you're there. You can also learn more about franchising at cfa.ca and connect with specific franchise opportunities at lookforafranchise.ca.